Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope that you enjoy this encouraging message. For more information on our church family, visit freechapel.org forward slash OC. Quickly, it's a story of David. We know David. If you know a little bit of church, you would be familiar with the story, at least perhaps the story of David and Goliath. Little guy smoked a big guy. Powerful story and we know it in Scripture. But this story I wanna jump into, this moment where everything changed in David's life. David was a regular 15-year-old kid. There was nothing important about David. There was nothing special about him. In fact, you could almost even say he was considered to be somewhat average. The very fact that his own dad didn't think enough of him to make him part of the original group that would, that would be presented before Samuel, the man of God to anoint the brothers. The dad didn't think anything special of David that he left David out in the field. David is this snotty-nosed, pimple-faced, 15-year-old kid that cares for sheep. There's nothing, nothing special about that. If you're a shepherd here today, I hope I'm not offending you, but it's not necessarily a career path that people desire. He's a 15-year-old kid, average, Bottom of the run. Nothing unique, nothing special about him until a significant moment in David's life takes place where David is anointed by the man of God, Samuel. And in 1 Samuel chapter 16, we see this story or the portion of the story where Samuel actually prays for and this old biblical word anoints him with oil, which was a practice that they would use in biblical times. And we're in fact gonna do it again today. That it was in that moment that everything changed. Much like how I was talking about the people here as we just prayed that you are leaving different, a very similar thing happened to David, but it happened when the hand of God came upon David's life by way of anointing oil. That it wasn't just this moment that David had that he sort of marked down in his journal and said, well, that was nice. And I got the warm fuzzies and that was pretty and that was cool. And it's a little date in the calendar that he remembers. This for David was a complete transition from the man that he was into the man that God had called him to be. Today, when we pray for you, as we pray for each and every one of you, I'm not praying that anointing will come upon you. Because if you have already received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, then you understand that Jesus accomplished everything on the cross. So there was nothing else that needed to happen outside of Jesus. So it's not that the anointing has to come upon you, but really it is the anointing that is already in you needs to just be activated to a greater level that I want you to see and we're gonna look at it through the life of David, that as we do this, you can come into our little prayer line with an expectation in your spirit and a faith in your spirit that I am gonna leave here different because of the power of praying and stirring up what God has already put in me. 
that I want you to understand that as you leave here, you need to expect things in and through your life to change. And I wanna stir that faith within you. So let's look at this story real quickly. As I said, David was a nobody. David gets anointed by God. The hand of God comes upon him. No one knows who David is. No one's talking about David. David doesn't have a lot of followers. David's not big in the world. He's just a nobody. But when the man of God prayed for David, everything shifted. And I want you to write this down because this is what I want you to get ready to believe for and expect for supernatural opportunities. Supernatural opportunities. Doors that would open to you that really shouldn't. Things that come your way that you don't really deserve and your natural skill set didn't earn. This is what happened to David, the king at the time was a guy called Saul. Saul was a bit of a screw up and a little bit crazy. And Saul would have these moments where the enemy would come and he would get tormented. So Saul gathers his groupies around and he says, guys, listen, I need you to find somebody that's a good musician. Think about this. This is the king. The king says to his guys, listen, let's find somebody that's a good musician that can maybe play that would help me out of all of the people in the land, out of every musician, everybody that was skilled in music and stringed instruments and had the ability to play, had connections with the king, out of all of these people, who do you think, whose name do you think came to the table? This little snotty-nosed, pimple-faced shepherd boy. And the Bible says that when when Saul gathered all of his men, it said one of the servants answered and said, look, I have seen a son of Jesse, the Bethlehemite, who is skillful in playing, mighty man of valour, man of war, prudent in speech, and a handsome person, and the Lord is with him. This is what I wanna stir your faith to believe for. That as we activate and stir up the anointing that is within you. I want you to believe and expect for supernatural circumstances and supernatural opportunities to become open to you. That you have to understand that when we pray and we anoint you, that we're anointing you to walk in things that normally you would not be able to walk in that there would be a favour that would come upon your life or be activated within your life that would attract people to you that normally wouldn't be, that would bring people into your circle and create opportunities for you that you wouldn't be able to orchestrate in and of yourself or in your own strength. This is what the anointing upon your life and being activated in your life can do if we would believe it. Saul said of David, when Saul had David come and later on, it says in 1 Samuel chapter 16, verse 22, that Saul sent Jesse saying, please let David stand before me for he has found favour in my sight. How many of you want God's favour upon your life? It's okay to say me, 
On Sunday, we all play this little super spiritual, little humble person, but that's not who you are tomorrow because tomorrow you're hustling, trying to get it. You've got to understand that when we surrender our life to Jesus and we do what we've done in the fast and we say, God, Your Kingdom come first, we seek first Your Kingdom, then we are demonstrating to God that God can now trust you with His favour because then when it gets upon you and starts working through you because you're not seeking your own, kingdom, you're seeking God's, you give God the glory and don't keep it for yourself. This is, this is why it's okay to say, God, would you give me your favour? Would you dare to trust me with your favour upon my life? God, would you open doors of opportunity for me? God, that you would guide my steps as I walk through them. God, that you would get all the glory for it. God, that as you open doors, it would create new realms and new spheres for me to step into and take new ground for the Kingdom of God. This is what the anointing will do in our life if we would believe it in faith. The second thing that happened with David, and, and a, something that we can have faith for when it comes to operating in the anointing upon our life. Remember David came and as David got favour, he starts playing his harp for the king. And then he gets asked by his dad, Jesse, and says to him, David, I want you to go. I want you to go and take this meal to your brothers. And so David gets and heads off out to, to the battle and we know what happens. What happens in the middle of all of the favour, what happens is David faces an obstacle. This, that's what Goliath was. Goliath was an issue. This joker was a problem. This was not the ideal. But we see in this young teenage boy that is anointed by God, we see the inability of the enemy's attack to be able to hold David back in the purpose that God has for him. Do you want the other thing I want you to write down is I want you to write down the supernatural opportunities and I also want you to write down that when you activate the anointing in your life, you become an overcomer. That there is an anointing in you, if you've received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour, within you is the power to overcome any obstacle that comes your way. Every single thing that the enemy brings, I didn't say it won't still come at you. I didn't say it won't hurt like hell sometimes. I didn't say you're gonna walk out of here, this new person and the rest of your life is gonna be Skittles and butterflies every day. No. Adversity is gonna come. Challenges are gonna come. The enemy's gonna try every single thing he can to stop you and block what God wants to do in and through you. But when you understand that you are anointed, which you are, then what the enemy brings against you will not hold you. You, I'm gonna go ahead and I'll prophesy it over your life. You are going to overcome every single obstacle that the enemy tries to bring your way. You are gonna walk out of here, stirred up in the anointing of God, knowing who you are as a man or woman of God, and you will not settle in defeat when the enemy comes against you. Why? 
because you overcome. You overcome obstacles when things come your way. You have the power within the, with, through the Spirit of God that is alive and within you to see that thing not just not stop you, but turn around and move you forward into God's purpose. Numbers chapter 22 and 23, we see this at work. The people of God are operating under the blessing of God and the hand of God upon them. And an evil king called King Balak doesn't like it and he calls this sorcerer to come, a guy called Balaam. And he said, Balaam, I want you to pronounce a curse over them. You know the story. Balaam gets up on the clifftop and he looks out over the people and he's ready to speak this curse over the people. He goes to speak and he looks at the people and he's like, I, I can't do this. And the evil king says, come on, bro, this is what I paid you for, do it. And, and, and the sorcerer says to King Balak, he says, I can't, any curse I pray over them is not gonna come into fruition because I can see God's hand upon them. Then what happens is God gets involved and God starts speaking to Balaam. And, and God starts to turn and God tells Balaam, this is what you were, you were gonna curse them, but I'm gonna give you something else to say to them because no longer are you gonna curse them. Now I'm gonna use you to actually bless them. The very thing, the very thing that the enemy tried to use to curse God's people was the very thing God turned around to bless God's people. I wanna tell you that God is about to flip the script in your situation. Something is about to flip when you begin to activate the anointing in your life. The very thing that you've been praying against, God is about to use. But there's something that God all of this time has been trying to get you to understand. You've been praying that God would do a miracle for you. But God is saying, I wanna do a miracle through you. And I need you to get this. I need you to understand that you are anointed by the Almighty God filled with His Spirit. The Hebrew word is roach, which is the Spirit or the breath of God. That very Spirit that created the heavens and the earth, the stars in the sky, the oceans and the mountains, that same Spirit lives in you. And I know you may think, well, Ben, I don't feel it. You need to believe it. Believe it. And then empowered by that Spirit, start to speak to that obstacle because something happens and we see it in David. When David walked up on that battlefield, something came upon him. Something was activated in him. Something of the power of God and the authority of God came upon David. This kid was a teenager. And he walked up to these battle men that were standing there, men of war, warriors, fighters. These guys were killers. And they were scared of Goliath. And David said, what are you jokers doing? 
Somebody smoke this dude or I will. He looked at them and said, is there not a cause? In other words, David's like, what are we doing this for? I feel like saying that to the Western church right now. What are we doing, bro? Did we just get saved and surrender our life just to sing Kumbaya and feel goosebumps on a Sunday? My God did not become flesh and come down and hang on a rugged cross and bleed and breathe His last breath just so I can sing Kumbaya and experience butterflies on a Sunday. Is there not a cause that we would step up and activate the anointing within us and see the power of God? It's time. It's time for you to step up. And I'm saying it, I hope you don't think I'm too angry, but I am. Enough's enough. Some of you have been dealing with the devil's crap for too long and you wake up and you allow it to intimidate you. It's time for you to go toe to toe with your enemy, knowing who you are and say, I am done with you in my life. I'm done with you in my family. I'm done with you in my physical body. Remind the devil who you are through Christ Jesus. Activate that anointing within you. Draw a line in the sand and say, your day is done. You know what? It might get worse. Because some of you might come back next week or you won't say it to my face, but you'll message me on Instagram and be like, Ben, I did what you said and it got worse. This happened to me too. You know what we do then? We just keep going. We just keep going. Because if the enemy keeps lifting the bar of the fight, then there must be something in you that just rattles the hell out of him. Sorry, I know I'm saying hell a lot, but something got me stirred up and fired up today. And I'm believing that people are gonna walk out of here different. People are gonna walk out of here changed. Your situation may stay the same, but the way you are gonna respond to it from now on is gonna be different. The last thing, and then I'll stop screaming at you. When David went on that battlefield, and I've never thought this before in this context, It said that David went out there and it says that the the Israeli army, it says that they were in fear. They were intimidated by what they were facing. I want you to understand what I'm saying here. There are fighters there who are bound in fear intimidated, held back from their purpose, not walking in freedom. They are bound. But then what happened when one person stepped up under the anointing of God, they got set free. Look at this. David went out and David took out Goliath. And then it says, if you read the story, it says, then after David took out Goliath, those that were bound in fear, they took off running after the rest of the army. Listen to me. It took one person 
under the unction of the Spirit of God to set others free. Why does God give us the anointing? For opportunities to overcome, but also for others. For others that we could activate as we pray for you, as we lay hands on you, that we could activate the Spirit of God within you that would push you past the fear and the intimidation that you feel when it comes to reaching out to others. That we would understand that what God has called us to do is to go. All authority, Jesus said, in heaven and on earth is given unto me. Therefore, He didn't say, therefore, go to church on Sunday. He didn't say that. And that's great, keep coming to church. But He said, all authority and the heaven and earth is given unto me. Therefore, go. Do something with it. Well, what good is all of these things? What good is opportunities, favour, blessing, if we just keep it to ourselves? That'll get dry so quick. It's not the way, it's not. That's what the world is about. They're about get, 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 get. But God's about give, 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 give. What good is, listen, what good is being an overcomer, really? If we're not understanding that the reason we are called to overcome is to impact the world that is around us. It's time. It's time for us to stop being so self-absorbed. As a society, we are more self-absorbed than we have ever been. But I'm telling you, our days are numbered. When we go to heaven, who am I taking with me? Who's gonna come up and be like, bro, I am so glad that you told me that Jesus loves me. I'm so glad that you didn't hold back. I'm so glad that you didn't get so self-absorbed in your own situation that you were not able to see the pain that I was experiencing and the hurt and the loss that I was feeling. I'm so glad that you shared Jesus with me. I'm so glad that you pushed past the fear and the intimidation that you felt in that moment. Thank you. We are more concerned about how we will look in that moment than we are about where someone else will spend eternity. We hold back. What if, what if you leave here today and you commit the next seven days? What if we just tried it and we believed that we were anointed and we gave up on our own agenda and our own self-absorption and we spent seven days stepping out. Anytime we saw the opportunity, 
to love someone else, reach out to someone else, encourage someone else, share Jesus with someone else? What if we committed to really what we are called to do as Christians, but we forget it? Because this is like, for me, it's like right now, it's like, wow, that's a big challenge. Isn't it? Isn't it scary that the last words Jesus said to the disciples is now considered this huge big challenge for the modern Western church? Shouldn't this be the mandate, the focus, what we are all about? I'm preaching to myself because we can get so easily distracted and caught up with all of this other stuff. It just, at the end of the day, it's like, who cares if we're not impacting people? There is opportunities every single day but we're so caught up living life for ourselves that we forgot about what we're called to. So when we pray, I'm gonna pray that there would be the fire of God would be activated within us, that you won't be able to hold it back. I'm not talking about living here being some weirdo that takes a milk crate and stands on the corner and tells people God hates them talking about being you with Jesus flowing through that. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. To watch our latest message, be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel. To stay connected, follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Free Chapel OC.